Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Is, uh, they, they be um they sponsoring Word of Dance, World of Dance. so yeah they make up artists and hairstyles be there at the events and they be there and stuff for free at the events. But uh, yeah, we just um you know we kind of partnered up with the Word of, with the Word of Dance, yeah, and now the NBA. So we just came from doing the halftime shows at Dallas Mavericks two times. Yeah, so that cool. was uh the, the um the Christmas show we did. Mm-hmm. And then they brought us back for the um the Martin Luther King tribute. Nice, nice. So we just nice. did that. Yeah. In, uh, in Dallas for the for the Dallas Mavericks, so they they liking us right now. So yeah. now we we got our foot in the NBA door now. Yeah, man. And now you gonna be seeing us in, on the Thunder's court. Cool. And like we trying to go to the Lakers court. We're yeah. To go everywhere yeah. else since yeah. we're in there now. Yeah, all around America, man. Yeah, man. And and uh, Lucius and his wife, they have a lot of videos on YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, uh, man, just all over the place. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna put y'all on to Lucius and his wife, man. Uh, your your wife's name one more time. Lily, but her name is Lily. Alicia. Okay, Lily. Lily. Okay. Both of, both of y'all dance? Yeah, I met her through okay. dancing. Okay. We used cool. to dance together um, in high school. To um, my first dance crew I was ever on, it was called Let It Be Known. I met at the North Maybe, and then we started dancing together. Next thing you know, we married with five kids. Oh. Yeah. So, they just had a baby girl too, y'all. Yeah. Like, it, she, I got, like, yeah, I have five <laughs> kids by the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, like, bro, so I mean, uh, yeah, baby, baby mama, yeah. you got. Yeah, man, we went to the doctor one time, and she was like, "So, this is the, <laughs> the father of all the kids." <laughs> she was like, "Cause I ain't never." It's, it's rare it's, now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yes, all the kids are mine. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, did you uh, did you pop lock and drop in, into her heart, man? Like, how? Like, did you pull a dance move off in order to get her, or? Man, when she first seen me, she thought I was Asian. <laughs> Like my, I don't know, she thought I was like a black Asian kid. Oh, like, yeah. Like, they used to have these um, lock-ins at uh, Ben Hill. You know, Ben Hill used to have these lock-ins all the time. And I had, like, real long hair. So when my hair was, like, down on oh, my okay. shoulders, I wore okay. these long braids. Okay. And my eyes was, like, real, like, uh-huh. thin or whatever. Yeah. Like, like uh-huh. thin. Planet yeah, in so, a way. Yeah, yeah, so she thought I was Asian and black for some reason. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. But, nah. <laughs> but yeah, man, but she liked the way I move and stuff like that. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, I was feeling like when I seen you. That's dope. I was like, okay. That's dope. So have you ever thought about like um doing um what was that show? Um sort of like the other show, so you think you did? Like stuff like that? Yeah, so you think we um actually auditioned for that show a few times. Okay. Me me and my uh, whole crew, a lot of us went on there and made it if to we didn't we didn't get to make the show. Four? 
Go ahead, my bad. Oh, we didn't get to make it like all the way on the show. Yeah. Because it's like, man, when you when when you understand how the show works and stuff, it's like there's so many dancers trying to go, but when they in a certain city, they pick like certain. When they okay, say if they come to Tulsa, they're looking for like okay, at this Tulsa, we gonna only get like ten hip hop dancers. We only gonna pick ten mm-hmm. contemporary so dancers. Real rare. Yeah. Thing. So if I'm like, if they already like had all these people before me, and they already mm-hmm. picked, like, they first 10, they already got. Now, everybody else is going to be coming up there dancing. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. So they don't know that, but I'm just up there, like, yeah. I'm number 400. Yeah. But right. they already picked, like, 10 a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah, I'm yeah. up there just killing it. Yeah. Unless, unless I do something that they just ain't seen and yeah. caught their eye. Yeah. Because everybody before me probably going to do the same type of stuff. Yeah. Similar to it or whatever. They're like, well, we already got Drop we're out gonna the pick, yeah, the next team we're gonna pick is in Chicago when we go to Chicago uh, and stuff. So yeah, every city they get they a certain amount of dancers. Don't nobody know that, but yeah, know. I didn't, I didn't know that, man. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna come for me. Yeah. <laughs> and they comedians, man. Him and his wife are hilarious too, man. So y'all gotta check out. I gotta put y'all on their videos and what they do. But um, now they got five. The whole team, they got a whole basketball squad yeah, now, man. now, man. Yeah, so it's it's good to just see them growing. Um, so, and, and so just before you go, man, um, so tell us a little bit about what's happening in November. What's happening for November, you? Um, yeah. Right now we have a, um, I'm a part of this thing called Sweat Fest. Mm-hmm. It's a lady named Athena Cosby in Oklahoma City. She puts together this, um, this dance fitness thing. She puts together a bunch of uh, dance fitness instructors, like it depends on how I many. Like the first one we just did, it was in, uh, it was last Saturday in Oklahoma City. So we gonna end. We might end in November. I don't know how long it's gonna go, but mm-hmm. November is the the Jamaica one. But we started off in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's a traveling. dance fitness tour. Oh, ooh, okay. We're doing so. Okay. I have my own dance fitness tour uh, thing that I started called nice. Sweat Jam. Okay. That's all me. It's on yeah. YouTube. You can check yeah. that out. Sweat Jam, no space. Just sweat jam. Oh. That's exactly what we're doing. We sweat and we jam it. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. So that's what the tour is about, man. We in Oklahoma City. The next one is ne- uh, on the 22nd of February. It's going to be in Austin, Texas. Then wow. after that is Memphis. And then Atlanta. Wow. And then we got LA, New York. You know, we yeah. uh, Virginia, Detroit. Yeah. And we're trying to work. We're trying to get this overseas one going. Yeah. In the UK. So we already got the and Jamaica. So this, this year about to yeah. be good, man. The dance fitness is a whole nother. It's the same as dancing, but it's like it's a different ball game. It's yeah. the same thing. So it's making it so easy because I'm a dance choreographer. Yeah. So making fitness routines up is nothing. Yeah, just lift your leg yeah. up. <laughs> I teach, yeah, I have a class right now. I got a class tonight, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, at, the, at the Her Family Studios, Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah, Emmanuel yeah. Studios. yeah, yeah. I teach on their Thursdays from 7 to 8. And then tomorrow I have my own class. Again, Sweat Jam at the Dance Point on yeah. Fridays. But on Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday, I'm at the I teach at Lifetime, then, um, oh. Lifetime Fitness. Oh, man. Yeah. And see, um, that's what I, I really wanted to, like, push and, and expose to the team is, like, it's, it didn't happen overnight for you, right? What? The, the, um, the, the dancing? I mean, where you are today, like, it did right not happen. No. no. You yeah. had to continually learn, grow, push, and yeah. do what you had to do, right? I started waving, like, the sixth grade. My, my I seen my homeboy. He was like playing around with it, waving through his body. Mm-hmm. He was a heavy set dude. Yeah. So I was like, man, this dude is like killing. It. I don't even know if he really can dance like that, but he knew how to wave and it looked clean to me. So I was like, man, I want. And he kind of showed me. He just broke it down. Like he just like showed me, and I yeah. was like, okay. 
you know, a lot of people you need to break it down for, but yeah. like I said, I can catch on like that. Yeah. So he shot. Uh- you got me. I was on it, man. PK trying over there. Yeah, man. So I've been doing it ever since then. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So uh, once again, man, um, let people know where they can find you. Like, where can they search? Man, I'm on Instagram. It's Lucius underscore LT. I have a sweat jam on Instagram. It's at sweat jam. Yep. Um, you know, Facebook is Lucius Thomas. Um, my YouTube is the Thomas Squad, which I drop concept videos on that. Which y'all be seeing a lot more right now. I got like Old Town Road concept video yeah, I put on. Yeah, I saw that. And I did um, what's the case? It's like a little short film. Oh, how what? I left, yeah. Okay. How I be making I them is like that. I want to do them, not just like the normal, come in the studio and let's shoot a dance yeah. routine. I want to like make it a short like dance film type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I got them two up on the on that's on the Thomas Squad YouTube channel. Okay. So I got the Thomas Squad YouTube channel. And I have Sweat Jam YouTube channel, which is Dang. my dance fitness. How do you man. put all that content out, man? man like, golly. My wife helps me a lot, man. She's like over my, my social media a lot. Dang. So, because I'll be out there busy, man. You need somebody, oh, yeah, team, somebody at the house. By yeah, yourself, it's yeah, stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you got somebody else that's like, okay, doing all the, 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 like, the stuff on social media, yeah. like, get the pictures ready for you. How you, look, how you. I tell her what I want up. She put it up at a certain time or whatever I tell her, but. Yeah, man. I got a good squad together, man, yeah, doing man. what y'all doing. So yeah. uh, she's the main reason I kinda started the sweat gym. Okay, for real. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's you know, a lot of people don't wanna like go to the gym to work out. I mean they go to the gym but they don't wanna do like a mm. cardio to lose weight. They don't wanna be running on treadmill just in place for a long time. So my wife lose like every kid, she starts dancing and she lose all their weight. So mm. She'd be like in the two hundred pounds or something. Yeah, down in the one twenties from just dancing. Dancing, dang, that's so dope. I was like, well, let me just start just doing dance, yeah, fitness type of stuff. Too. Yeah. So that was really kind of like, like you know, Got put you a there. big spark in my mind to do it. So yeah. That's, so now she's ready to get back into classes now to get going. So because man, you sweat a lot, man. Yeah. Like when you come to the class, you check it out. You don't sweat a lot. You just can't give up on yourself, man. Some people come. And be like, this I can't do it. Yeah, Get yeah. Up on itself. like you just it's your first day. You're not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, the, the bomb. Man, yeah, right the now. master yeah. dancer at the end of this class. So even if you can't dance, so like, is it is it like you just have to take it seriously, or can you just come for the for in my dance fitness class? Yeah, like dance so fitness just, class. If you're trying to like, some people come for the fun. Some people come for like fun and to lose weight. I mean, cause yeah. it's gonna be tiring because I keep you going. Yeah, we in there for a whole hour. Dang. So we dancing for a whole hour. Dip to like. For a whole hour, we dance like 15, 16 songs. So it ain't like, oh, you got to get this dance move right. It's just no, do man, it. If you mess it up, you, you, who cares? Yeah. Like, we in there, you in there have fun. As long as you moving, your body is doing something. You yeah. sweating. Yeah. So you going to sweat all this off, man. I got this one girl. She's a big, she's a tall, heavyset girl in my lifetime fitness class. And she only came to my class for a week. Like, and she she be in there like, um... Not the full hour, because she do other stuff. She, like, work out my class, stay for, like, 35 minutes or something, and she'll leave. But she just came up to me the other day, like, man, I was in your class for a few days, and, like, when I, I, I weighed myself, and I lost, like, nine pounds. Wow. That's just in this week. Yeah. And she, like, she not even going, like, full out, just Yeah, it. she just moved. Yeah, like, I'm on stage, yeah. like, going out. I'm up here in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But she like way in the back, and I be checking out. And she like, y'all lost like nine pounds, That's so this dope. is like really working for me. Yeah. She like, and it's fun to do. I, I ain't got to run on this yeah. treadmill. I yeah. can actually like dance to like up to date music, some ninety music I be yeah. having. Yeah. Mix up everything. You just jamming out. Yeah. Dancing. 
Now, Lucius, Lucius is one, he's cool people, but then, too, he, like, he got a strategy behind everything he do, man. So, it's mm-hmm. just, like, that's why I appreciate him. Just been watching him growing up and doing his thing, him and his wife and kids. Like, got the kids dancing. So, I'm just like, man, we got to we gotta promote him. Got to yeah, shout him out, man. man. Yeah, so one thing we do ask all of our guests to do is to share some words of wisdom, something that, like, we can hold on to. It. Even our listeners out there in their cars, like, what's something that we can hold on to on a daily basis, man? Man, first of all, man, give God thanks no matter what. Wake up, give God thanks every morning, mm-hmm. man. Because he's the reason for the season. He's the reason why we do all this stuff while we're here, while I woke up, while my kids are all here and they're healthy, you know, while we all got vision and, like, life, period. A lot of people, like, they they kind of uh, sleep on God, you know yeah, what I'm saying, and yeah. wonder why stuff is happening, mm-hmm. or they'll blame God for all the, the wrong stuff, like, Something bad happened in life, and they want to blame God. Like yeah. maybe it's, it's not God; it's probably you right. just doing, right. making wrong decisions yeah. or something. Like it ain't yeah. got nothing to do with God. Probably yeah. like, bro, you gonna, so you just gonna blame all this on me? Yeah, I ain't told you to show. go over here and do this. <laughs> yeah. gonna, I mean, God, see, man, like I know he's sitting there like, what time will you come up here? I'm gonna talk to you about that. Right, right. You don't remember, but yeah, man, uh, humble. Believe in yourself. Never give up on nothing, man. Who, That's good. Don't let nobody tell you can't do nothing because it ain't true. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Just believe it. If you believe it, speak this stuff in existence, and I guarantee it's going to happen. Right on, man. You, man. Let's give a hand for Lucius, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to grab a quick pick with Lucius here, man. He's going to uh, he's going to actually teach right now. So keep it locked right here. This right here is Mouse and Level right here. It is the Juice Radio Show, man. Let's go. Mix them both together, watch me drop it all down. They full of lies, I will not ignore it. 
It was shocking. What was what was you at? I was uh I was just chilling at the crib. I seen uh somebody sent the article about TMZ in the group chat first, and I was like, mm-hmm. ah, it's TMZ. Let me hop yeah. on Google real quick. Yeah. And then I found a whole bunch of stuff on. I found a whole bunch of stuff on Google. Like I seen uh. First it was Facebook that was telling me, and then I started getting a whole bunch of notifications talking about. <laughs> Um, Kobe Bryant crashed. I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. He died at that point. Wait, what? Yeah, I man, that day was not a good day for me. Yeah, yeah. Young Tiller, where, where were you at, man? I was uh, I was sitting there in the middle of playing 2K. Well, I was I was playing 2K when it came across my phone. Yeah. And I I uh, I looked at it and I was like, what? That can't be real. So I, I tried getting on Twitter and looking, and Twitter was down because of the whole whole Kobe Bryant thing. And then I was like. I was just waiting and waiting and waiting to see what was actually happening. Yeah. When it loaded, and I was like, I was really hurt that it actually happened. Dang, yeah. And what, what TK, where was you at when you heard it? Uh, I had actually just woke up, and on the group chat, Will was like, Kobe dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, who? And then I was like, oh, snap. No, nah, he, he playing. It was a joke. Yeah. Then I got on, online and seen on Twitter and uh, Facebook. And I read the article like, hey, he really died, man. Yeah. Like, I, it's kind of, it was kind of unbelievable for yeah. me. Like, I wouldn't think that. I don't know. I think people think that athletes are like invincible mm-hmm. in a way, like they're superheroes. So it was just kind of like weird to hear, like, hey, yeah, Kobe. Like, I was yeah. at I was at my mom and pop's house, and they was it was on the news, and my son had said it. He was like, man, Kobe died. I was like, nah, man. And then the ticker went by. It was they were showing the air, the helicopter the whole time, but you know, stuff is happening all the time with wrecks and all kinds of stuff, and I wasn't paying attention. I saw, and it just feel like somebody just hit me in my stomach, man. Just like kind of the air came out. It was like, dang, for real, he did. It was the pain that you can describe. Yeah. Like, Mama, Kobe really did. And I ain't even a yeah. sports fan, but yeah. I was like, dang. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, man. He it, touched it, a lot of people. It really, yeah, he did. He touched a lot of people. He he yeah. made a big impact in a lot of people's lives, man. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I saw all the tributes with, like, Shaq and stuff like that. And, I mean, just everybody that supports him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, it was, it was, a, it was a pretty tough time, man. But it was, it was real good that, you know, um, a lot of people loved, like, a lot of people loved him from all across the globe. And even Tulsa was showing some love. Like, Tulsa had him, yeah, uh, the yeah, the yeah, lights downtown, the and, uh, what was that? I also saw a sign on yeah, the side of the road. Board. Yeah, billboard, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so they had him out there, man. So that was just like, oh, that's dope, you know what I'm saying? People respect him, you know, so. And then, I, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I like, I like how the NBA did, how they did eight-second violation behind the court, then 24-second yeah. shot violation. I didn't even know that the eight, eight second thing was a thing, man. So like that, yeah, that was pretty dope. So yeah, man, it, and it happened. And I think a lot of people, you know, didn't know how to work through this situation. So like, how, like, how are y'all coping with it? Like, have y'all just kind of just like, just kind of swept swept it under the rug, or just like, eh, the know? way, uh, honestly, the way I like the tree. A lot of people's death, whether I know whether I'm close to them or whether they just somebody, I just kind of think of them as a person that lives through me. So that way they not actually I don't think of them as like, ah, they dead. It's like I'm kind of I'm kind of like representing them in a sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that, man. I do the same thing, too, man. So, yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's real. 
man, so, and his daughter, like, that kind of hit yeah, even more, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. dang. Because it was like, it was like, it was like, first people popped up, it was like Kobe Bryant died at age 41. I was like, oh, okay, all by himself. Then it hit again, Kobe Bryant and his daughter. I was like, yeah. And then, like, the sad part to me was his wife, like, you know how when the like a crash or somebody died, the police mm-hmm. like informed the family. Mm-hmm. The police didn't get a chance to do that. She found out by TMZ. Yeah, social media, TMZ. Yeah, TMZ. she found out by TMZ. Like she didn't even get the chance. They, she didn't get the chance to get that call saying your husband and daughter yeah. has been, you know, killed in a crash. She learned by TMZ. Okay, now that's that part. Yeah, man. That I think is- that's that like being famous and stuff. That that those things can kind of be like the the hard part is that a lot of stuff you don't even find out from the person. Exactly. Even if it's like, oh, my husband did this, and, you know, yeah, you find out they from, find out through the news. Yeah, yeah. A whole concert, like the police department had a whole concert. Yeah, yeah. They had to put the whole. They didn't. The whole reason why did nobody else know about who else died yeah. in the crash until like later on because they put a hole on it because. Tim Z had already told his yeah. wife that his his people was his her family was dead and told the other family. Yeah. The people the people that was in there too died too. So. Yeah. That's tough, man. That's tough. They had to put the whole announcement on hold. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that, you know, um all of the family was able to like be represented. It then nobody swept yeah. it under the rug. Like it's only just the Kobe thing and his daughter thing, but like people starting to really like not a whole everybody, you know, it, it started to really honor everybody who was a part of that, you know, and so God bless the dead, man, and, and all of those um, families that had to go through that situation, man, it's a tough situation, and death is not an easy thing to deal with, man, and to go through, so I tell you, it's it's a real challenge, man, and that's one thing that, that I, I think that we all got to understand is that at some point in time, we ain't going to be here forever, you know what I'm saying, like, so you always got to cherish your family, you always got to cherish your people that you're around, even, they get on, even if they get on your nerves, Hey, they eat your, yeah, they eat your food and what that's in the refrigerator. Cause my daughter, my daughter, she be putting her like she, we ain't got don't do like don't this. do her now. <laughs> no, no, no. She be putting like Debbie cakes in her room. Like she be she got her own little storage I area. Do. You know I what I'm saying? Like that. You, y'all you be saving food. Women be women. Okay, so don't wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. Where sometimes they may need a piece of chocolate or they may need some food, you know? And you just gotta no. be like, all right, I can respect that. No, yeah. I ain't yeah. gonna respect you when putting Debbie snacks. <laughs> you putting it, hiding it in your room. I'm like, man, I've been looking for these, man. Like, can I get one or two? And then she sniggle like, uh, like, no, nah, give me one of them right now, dude. Y'all ain't gotta put no chocolate in your room. Yes, we do. Like, buy your own know. Debbie snacks then. I don't know. I buy my own food, and I already let my mom know. When I buy my stuff, I buy my stuff, and I put it in my room. Like, don't go in there and touch it. But then, but then I noticed yesterday my little brother would wait until I leave to go in my room. Because I had left, came back, and he had on my roller skate. I said, <laughs> Dang, he got on you. Get on your whole roller but skate. the thing is, he left them in the front room, and I came in. I was like, "Who had my skate?" My mama yelled. It was like Adrian. I said, mm-hmm. and then he looked at me because when I said, "Who had my skates?" He looked at me and ran outside. Oh man! So he knew what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, he knew he was about to get some yeah. hands. Yeah, hands. I mean, there's times when you know chicks would be craving stuff, and you either want the attitude or you just want to give them food. 
So True. I'm cool with attitude. Just, <laughs> hey, I never, I never knew somebody that was just cool with attitude. They was like, hey, take it. My daddy be like, all right, you want your Reese's? Yeah, my Reese's. That's how my mama is. Like my mama wants ice cream, but I, I go get it. Like. So your your pops, like, yeah. I've been wanting to know about Chief too. I be like, your pops don't be like fighting daddy, for uh Debbie snacks and stuff. No, nah, my dad don't eat that kind of stuff. Okay, but he he uh what he like is he likes uh, peanut butter um what they got Captain Crunch. So that and the chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. He eat that kind of stuff. Ah, okay. So he's a fan of like chocolate peanut butter. Chocolate peanut butter. Okay. So but when it comes to me and I want something, if I'm like, I, I want like some ice cream or some Reese's, then he'll go out his way to get it because he knows yeah. either I'm going through something yeah. or I just need my snack. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so keep it locked right here, man. We got more we're going to chat about. Uh, we're going to learn more about how Popeye's got this whole new outfit, man. Popeye's got this whole new look, and we're going to talk about that coming up here in just moments, man. It's the Juice Radio Show. Keep it locked right here, man. It's the Juice. Louisiana. Murder on the beat. Something for y'all to cut up to, you know? Yeah. Everybody get your roll on. I know shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, it's so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people with you bringing to the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bitch, hard, no cable. But your phone out, gotta hit them angles. Put your phone out, tapping like you pay And you showing off, but it's all right. And you showing off, but it's all right. But it's your life, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back to the Juice Radio Show. Right there is my guy, Drake, but nice for what? And, of course, man, this is the Juice Radio Show. We are hanging tough with our whole crew here today, man. So we appreciate y'all for rolling with us, rocking with us, and doing whatever y'all do uh, while you are out here with us out in these streets, man. So, uh, of course, I don't know if everybody has heard about this, but uh, Popeye's has came out with a new clothing line. Now, is it Popeye's that just came out with the clothing line, or is it, like, a whole nother, like... I heard like how um Beyonce, so I heard a Beyonce somewhere out there. Is that what Beyonce is doing now? Oh, she made a, no uh, okay, all right, all right. I'm like, dang, Beyonce making Popeyes <laughs> clothing lines now. So what is it, Shaw? All right, so like first Beyonce, she released her clothing line, and everybody on Twitter and other social media, they was like, those colors, they kind of look like Popeyes uniform. Uh, yeah. And then Popeyes is like. Okay, I hear y'all. I hear y'all. And then on <laughs> what yesterday they dropped their little clothing line, and they was, and uh, when you look at the pieces, they all inspired by Beyonce's clothing line. Hey, and it's just like a whole bunch of craziness going on. Popeyes, it's kind of fire though, man. Like the, so? the clothes that they got, I was looking at it. I was <laughs> like, <right>. man, I, <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I never like would sport like Popeyes clothes, but it's just like the colors. It just it, it is dope, man. And I, okay, I feel you on that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the orange yeah. and. Maroon, I guess that's what it is. Would yeah. y'all wear Popeye's clothes? <laughs> no, no, y'all wear no, no, no. some biscuit dust on y'all. <laughs> I like I like Popeye's, but at this point, y'all just disrespect. They go too far. There's no need for a fast food to create a clothing line. It's like that's what? brilliant though. <laughs> that's smart though. Like you think about it. I mean. I, Everybody, it's a lot oh, of people that uh, love. First, they love their chicken sandwiches, and now they love their clothing line. So, like, but like on the flip side, they also they also got beef. Like whenever they drop that chicken sandwich, they had beef with Chick Fil A. So yeah. now they probably gonna have beef with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you could do is you could take the uniform and just walk in there and then be like, yeah, I work here, so you know I'm just going and yeah, chicken I'm sandwich. Yeah, going. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm a new employee here. <laughs> Like what? If you did not have on a vest at Walmart, I would not know that you right. did or did not work there, man. Because people would be coming up asking me, sir, uh, did you tell me where brooms are? I'm like, I don't even have anything on <laughs> that even I did that close to Walmart, man. Like, I don't work here, ma'am. I accidentally did that to this lady at Dollar General. Really? Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she, no, she was like, she looked like she was, she was going through stuff. So I, I was like, hey, ma'am, do you know where I can find it? And she was just like, oh, I don't work here. She yeah. was like, oh, my bad. That hurts. That hurts. Why does it hurt? Cause man, it's like, dude, I'm just like you. Like, just because I, I look like an employee, like in my head, I'm like, I look like a worker or something. Like, oh, nah. <laughs> I got stuff on my head just like you. <laughs> For me, what's bad is that at my where I work, I have a shirt that say well, I work here. It says like, you know, it says the name of the location. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I still got customers. They come up to me. Oh, do you work here? <laughs> <laughs> it says, man. I, I have it on my shirt. Yeah. So. <laughs> How may I help you? All on the back, like. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but uh, DeAndre Arnold, uh, he was told that his locks were too long, which prevented him from yeah. graduating. Did y'all I hear heard, about that? Well, I heard about that. I too long. Yeah. It was, yeah. I seen it. 
what's crazy was I seen it on oh, Instagram before I seen it on the news. Yeah, right. yeah Ellen, I seen it. Ellen had interviewed him on her show, mm-hmm. and he was, she was basically he was basically telling her that the school told him he was out of dress code because his dress was too long, mm-hmm. and like his whole life. His whole like the rest of the family, their hair is dressed. Yeah, right. And just because he took it out his hair at the ponytail, it was out of dress code. And Ellen was like, "Don't you have females that go to your school?" He was like, "Yes." She was like, "Do they have long hair?" She was like, "Yes." yes. So yes. that's because he had just because he, he had a guy and he had locks. His, yeah. his dress was out of school. That don't make no sense. It's crazy. How do y'all feel about that? Like even those with locks. Like how do y'all feel about that? Did y'all get discriminated on too? No, that, you know I mean, you don't. And if they do, like what? Not. I'm probably look crazy. Like why are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when we first started school, we had like a auditorium meeting or whatever, and our sister principals like, I think I don't know if they discriminate or whatever, but they mm-hmm. was like, boys can't wear the do rags, but girls can wear bonnets. And I was like, I get that part, but like at the same time, it's got to be equal opportunity. Yeah. The boys came where they do rags, us girls came where our bonnet. Yeah. I understand Respect like that. a like a, a um, hair wrap or something, you know, yeah. but a bonnet and a do rag pretty much low key. Just the same. Yeah. yeah. So, but a like, bonnet is way more like. And then the bonnet, yeah, like, like, but the purpose in the end. True. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. But you know. It's yeah. Like, yeah, man. So I, I, I don't, you know, of course I don't agree with with that, but there's a lot of people that don't understand the culture of the locks, and right. not everybody is a thug that got locks, and right. you and know, there's reasons people have locks. Like yeah. it's not just the style. Yeah, yeah, you it's know. it's a deeper purpose. Right. And in his case, and his uh, his family is Trinidadian, so it's like it's okay. in his culture. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he has so he has said it was like like the whole family, all the male families thing. on his thing, yeah. his family got. That life. So basically, it's like a it's like a tradition to them. Ah man, that is just crazy. I, I don't understand. I believe that. And of oh, course, man. everybody knows that the Grammys had hit uh, this past week. And of course, there was a lot of tribute to Kobe Bryant and um, also Nipsey Hussle uh, during that time. And Tyler, the creator, won uh, Best Hip Hop Album at the Grammys and made comments about <laughs> the underhanded racism that exists with them. Man, so how did y'all feel about I've seen the, the Grammys? I have seen the Grammy yeah. and I like I know who Tyler the Creator is. I have not but heard of I was like I was kinda lost. I am gonna be honest. I was lost when he did his performance. Yeah, he's he's outside the box though. So. Like he's out he's, he's a real artist. He's, yeah, he's creative. He's creative. Yeah. He would, he he addressed it act like don't nobody else dress. Yeah. Especially when he had those a whole bunch of men coming out looking like him and look like okay. But that's what makes, that's what separates that was, it from the rest of exactly. like the artists, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Gives him his own personal he had, It was pretty cool. He different. had like I think he it was like Charlie Charlie Wilson and a voice man with him singing. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He, but this is my like when it comes to people being like, you know, creative who are famous, cool, whatever. But my thing is like in everyday life if somebody sees someone who's who is really, really out the box? Say, for example, somebody walk in that's dressed like on some Lady Gaga type stuff. People gonna look at that person like what and judge them. But if, yep, if they're famous, it's just like oh, one that's thing, so cool. Let's all do I it. Say one thing, one thing we can say about him is his outfits. They're always unexpected. Yeah. Like this man got like on two colors. Yeah. And one outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. different. It really, really is different, but. 
the thing for him, I think that he was he was upset with it was the fact that he got put into the hip hop genre and he wanted to be stretched, like how Lil Nas X wanted to be stretched into the country yeah. charts. You know what I'm saying? And he wanted to be stretched into like more of a different type of artist, but they put people back into that box and be like, "No, nah, y'all just hip hop." Like yeah. no matter how you try, how country you try to sound, no, you go back to hip hop. Yeah. But now we know that there are like all kinds of artists that have like rock music and things like that, but they don't get the love, the same love as someone else. And it has traits of hip hop. Now country today, yeah. if you listen to a country station, it sounds just like hip hop. Like yeah. I'm like, now they rapping, like now they doing like they singing, and I'm like, dude, this is straight. Some of those songs are hip hop, not all of them, but right. for the most part, you listen to it, you like, man. We just gotta say we gotta be ready for the change. Yeah, yeah. Let this song be a change. It, it is, man. I think music like the the um, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm just kind of you know going off what I think, but I mm-hmm. think that um, like it, it's kind of natural for. To always be a beat in something, yeah, you know, so yeah. like we kind of gravitate more towards. I don't, I don't know if I'm what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, my awesome, but at the end of the day, like no music genre is uh, exclusive to its own. Like all music genres coincide. Like yeah. it all comes yeah. from the earth. It all comes from one place. So at the end of the day. It's like, why are we categorizing stuff? Yep. Like, yeah. hip-hop is jazz, jazz is hip-hop, rock is hip-hop, blah, blah, blah. Yep. All coming science. I just think that oh, music yeah. always got a uh, story to it. Yeah, it, it does. Out. It don't matter what kind of drama it is. It always got a story to it. Some music I can't get with, though. Like, music, some of that drill music from Chicago, like your hometown. Ooh, drill music. <laughs> I'm like, like man, it's, I mean, it's different to me. Let me say that. Just, I ain't hating on it, but it's just, just different. Like all songs got a story to it. Like country, I can like my mom or whatever. I be listening to the music. She was like, she just talking about how her and his mistress just killed the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's different. It all got a story to it. Very different. Yeah, man. All right, so we're gonna come back with some more uh, topics of the day, and of course, we got to take a look at our weather. We got to get all kinds of things that are going on without in the world, man. So we're gonna uh, talk a little bit more about music and also Black history. So we got that coming up here in just moments, man. So once again, we appreciate you guys for listening to the show. Here we are, the Juice Radio Show, and of course, man, make sure. You give us a call at 646-716-5525 and press that one button to go live, man. We are the Juice Radio Show. We're going to have a guest coming up next, man. We got Kyle coming up in just moments as well. I made him a million We are rich. I ain't trying to have babies right now, so we put a rubber, but I got a rob. Know this money bring EV. You probably won't be me, but bro, we can't be right no small. Overseas got a crowd doing my shit. Can't believe that I'm still in an apartment. Business man went and got me in office. Me and Dollar deals, I get on office. Me and Dollar was serving on Spawn Street. Dollar G, he gon' stay with the chopsticks. I got robbed, that made me a monster. He bitch, you know this my sister, my mama. Now they houses as big as they want them. I didn't run out no more. Try to come take it. 
Really, is he getting me? Be faking. I don't want they bad, so they hand ain't shaking. She on that 42 straight with no chase. I'm trying to get out of here and go chase. Yeah, my diamonds be TV. They don't want to see us on TV unless it's the news. I got something to prove. Yeah, I'm young, but I got something to lose. In this street, I didn't pay all my dues. No instruction, ain't talking about literacy. I be walking on beaches, you hearing me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me. They can't get rid of me. My diamonds be TV. They don't want to see us on TV unless it's the news. I got something to prove. Yeah, I'm young, but I got something to lose. In this street, I didn't pay all my dues. No instruction, ain't talking about literacy. I be walking on beaches, you hearing me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me. They can't get rid of me. Wake up. Every day somebody arrest me. I got rich, they need money, they asking me. I was sitting in jail, they look out for me. Ones who need me, no same ones who doubt me. I've been handling my own, they can vouch for me. They'll wait down with me, know that she proud of me. Turn the heat up, ain't nobody hot as me. Everywhere dollars be, that's how I gotta be. I didn't give her the word, now she not leaving. Said she love me, the just hold her, stop breathing. He try to do what I do, but we not even. I want all of the beef, I am not vegan. Boy, you said it was smoke. Speaking, bitch, the door the top. I can't stop speeding. Trying to see if this bitch is the top speed. Hit it from the back, have a knock on me, baby. I control the rock. If the rap slow, I control the block. Yeah, I'm really it. And you nah. Got a couple coups. I can draw the top. I done made it. Yo, all these digits coming in. I'm saving for the bigger picture. No one day I need them. Might as well get used to me. My biggest fear is ending up with you should be. Yeah, yeah my diamonds be TV. They don't want to see us on TV unless it's the news. I got something to prove. Yeah, I'm young, but I got something to lose. In this street, I didn't pay all my dues. No instruction, ain't talking about literacy. I be walking on beaches, you hearing me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me. They can't get rid of me. My diamonds be TV. They don't want to see us on TV unless it's the news. I got something to prove. Yeah, I'm young, but I got something to lose. In this street, I didn't pay all my dues. No instruction, ain't talking about literacy. I be walking on beaches, you hearing me? I just pray that my kids be a big of me. They can't get rid of me. Welcome back to the Juice Radio Show right there. It's a little baby with something to prove right there, man. And, of course, it's your boy, Ramona, Hometown Heat. We are here uh, live with the Juice Radio Show, and I'm so excited. Uh, 2020 Census is happening really, really soon, and I'm so excited that we are all going to be a part of the Census uh, 2020 here that is coming up. And um, I, 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 one, I've come to, as I gotten older over time and I've come to understand the importance of what the census is and I believe that having somebody here that is an expert at it that can help it to explain the benefits of actually participating in the census and that that person here today is Mr. Kyle everybody let's give a hand for Kyle everybody yeah yeah welcome to the show yeah yeah welcome welcome you hop on into that mic just a little bit more yep yeah yeah it's a lot better all right, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the, the 2020 Tulsa Counts, man. Tell us a little bit about that. All right, so my name is Kyle Lafori. I am Director of Community Partnerships with the City of Tulsa, and my main work is on the 2020 Census. So in the entire Tulsa metro area, we're trying to make sure that every single person gets counted. Yeah. Um, the Census only comes around once every 10 years, but it's an opportunity to make a difference in our communities because the resources that come from the government go into our schools and our roads and our hospitals. And just to bring that closer to home, it's like Pell Grants for kids going to college, yeah. Tulsa Transit. It's all these other healthcare clinics, so many resources we rely on that we don't get the full funding for, if not everyone 
uh, if not everyone fills out the form or the so, fill out. So Kyle, let me break this down, man, because a lot of people, and when I was growing up, a lot of people was afraid to fill out the census, man, because they was like, man, the, the government is going to spy on me, you know, and it's like, we're giving out too much information about where we are. But as I got older, now I understand, like, the reason for the census is that's where, if you can find out where in the district where people live at, that's where more of the funding goes. So if there are people that don't fill out the census, then the, the grant, the money that is allocated to that particular area does not go there. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. It looks like there are fewer people in that area, so they don't budget for as much to come to the state or to the community when it's time to maybe look for new places to build a business or yeah. need funding for uh, a Title I school, high poverty school. Um, it's important to fill it out for that reason. So, um, for clarity, are you saying that the money... I'm trying to okay. Okay, so the money that you get whenever you sign up for this census, right? It goes to. Okay. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll try to break it down. A bit. Okay. So the U.S. government does this big count once every ten years to get the numbers of people living in every community in the nation. Okay. And then when they have those numbers, they use it to distribute money from different programs to different places. So for example, okay. if the state of Oklahoma has about 4 million people, but Texas has 10 times as many, then for some programs, like Texas will get 10 times as much as Oklahoma because they have 10 times as many people. Mm. But if it looks like we don't have as many people as we do, which is a big deal in Tulsa because like our metro area is getting to be almost a million people, we don't get that kind of funding we also don't get that recognition for our size so mm. we lose out on so many resources that go to benefit us and to make our community oh, that sucks. yeah oh, wow. yes. the amount is like $1,675 per person who's not counted per wow. year and this okay. is only once every 10 years so it's like almost $17,000 that we lose out on just because someone's name isn't put on that form and so like the, the, i see here on the confidentiality there's a form here that talks about confidentiality in the 2020 census and data stewardship so a lot of people are afraid that they info is going to get out there like they got warrants or they got you know whatever it is that they have out there so it's saying by law your information is confidential your answers cannot be used against you by any government agency of, or, or court and the law is found in title 13 of the u.s code anyone who violates this law faces severe penalties so like you know, with people that got some things that they trying to hide, like they, you know, maybe they had, they got court dates or something like that. Is it, can they still fill out the census, you know, people that still? They can and they should. Okay. Um, the Census Bureau, the data it collects isn't shared with, it's not shared with the police, it's not shared with Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, so even if you're undocumented, you should still be counted on the census. It's not shared with your job or housing or anything like that. It's just for the count. And the penalty for Census Bureau employees sharing that information mm -hmm. something like $250,000 fine or five years in prison. So oh. It's really not worth it to them. Yes. Yeah. Don't try to go get a credit card in my name, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get out there and take my name because it will cost you $250,000 or five years in jail. So, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so how did you how did you even get in, into this field? Like, did, is this was a lifetime goal of you to to work for the census or something, man? It wasn't, but it was a cool opportunity. Okay. Um, I finished grad school at Harvard 
for urban planning and public policy. Mm -hmm. Then um, my wife was part of the Tulsa Remote Program. So, oh, so the, oh, y'all got flew flew in to Tulsa. I, I know that's not a right, but y'all got flown <laughs> into Tulsa. Yeah. To okay, all right, that's cool. Yeah. But then okay. for the year, I was looking for what can I do with, with my education and get involved in city government or housing or any of the things that I'm interested in. But this opportunity came by, and I thought, okay, it's going to be a pretty big deal to be able to work with people and make sure yeah. that communities that tend to not get counted or tend to not reach tend to not be reached out to yeah make sure they feel connected to the census make sure we're doing a good job of sharing that information so i thought no i mean yeah so uh oh my bad but uh i'll be reading like i'll be i'll be reading stories like from the 1900s from different perspectives and stuff like that and they would talk about uh a lot of black people who wouldn't fill out the census because they might be like a white man's illegitimate wife or something like that or anything of that nature so looking at those times back then and then looking at now how much would you say how much would you say like i guess you could say the perception has changed as far as like how people might view filling out the census uh well i guess i hope it's improved i think we I'm trying to do, I say we, I'm, I don't work for the Census Bureau, but I think they're trying to do a better job of reaching out to people and making sure they know how important the form is and trying to make it clear that no matter what your situation, it's important that you do get counted. So what you're talking about in 1900s, for example, with even some of the cat, some of the questions that they ask, some of the categories that you would have to fill out the way they do it is completely different. Like craziness. Yeah. So it changes every decade. Do you ever face any like challenges with what you do? Uh no. Yeah. Pit bulls out there chasing. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I face. I think it's just making sure people know what the benefits of the census are. Mm. There are some people who you say, okay, the census is coming in the mail, or you can actually do it online this year. Um, you just tell them, make sure to fill out the form. Like, okay, cool. So you have to, you, okay, how do you contact people? Is it like you have to go to people's stores, or are you like phone call, email? How do you do that? So the way it works is that on March 12th, the form will be released online, oh, and they'll okay. start mailing it to people's houses. Okay. So early on, they can fill it out by themselves. They can go to the library and type it up on a computer, or a couple of weeks from then when they get the form, they can fill it out and return it. You don't have to pay for postage. Okay. But if people don't respond, that's when the census enumerators go around, knock on doors, oh. try to follow up. Make gotcha. sure they're getting a response from every household, and that's a good paying job, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, so they pay for you to go door to door to make sure to check. Yes. Uh-oh. It's not me though. I'm not the one. You know? Okay. That so I thought that was you. I mean, like, not me. hello, not sir. Me. Good morning. Are you enjoying the game? <laughs> so with that though, you have to have a skill of capturing people's attention because a lot of times if somebody come knocking on your door you you're like the instinct is just close the door you, yeah. you want to fake like you're at home you know yeah. so how do you or what is your approach to that like you know getting that person's attention to actually stop and listen to what you're saying or what 
someone else is saying to them, you know? Well, I think the biggest thing is really done before that. The Census Bureau is trying to hire as many people as possible, a really diverse group of people, so that when someone comes knocking on your door, it's mm-hmm. someone from your neighborhood or from your community okay. or who looks like you, not right. someone who doesn't speak your yeah. language right. or who you're suspicious of for any reason. <laughs> and then uh. after that, they're well-trained with the, the questions that they're going to be asking you. There are only nine questions on the form, and they stay focused on that, and they have Census Bureau identification, so you can tell who they okay. work with. Well, that seems easy. Mm-hmm. Yes, straightforward. Really is, man. So, so one way they say eight ways to make sure Tulsa counts in 2020. They say you can put flyers up in your place of business, send messages through your dis- uh, distribution channels, follow our social, follow their social media and accounts, make a short video, apply for a mini grant, set up a computer lab, host a Tulsa counts workshop, and sign up to be a census worker, man. So you can really make a change. It's not only just one way, but there's so many ways that you can make a change. And I see that. Now your marketing strategy. Now, like that's real guerrilla marketing right there. Like I see that as like somebody put some thought into it. But years ago, it wasn't like that. It was just like y'all fill out the census, and it really wasn't an engagement. So why now are they changing the way that they have people, you know, um, um, engaging on how they market to people now? Well, now we're really recognizing how important it is that people know the value of the census and the benefits that come from it. Pretty. Like last year, there was a lot of controversy around adding a citizenship question to the census. Mm-hmm. So the concern is that, one, it wasn't tested, so they didn't know exactly how people were going to respond. Gotcha. And two, there was worry that it would scare people of color, undocumented people from responding, which means that our communities would not get the resources that we need because everyone needs to be counted. It doesn't say there's nothing in the Constitution that says it's about citizenship. So... We need to make sure people know how important and how valuable the census is. And we wanted to make that kind of local to Tulsa, help Tulsa and the metro area know what the census does for us. That's why we've got those eight strategies. And those mini grants are also to make it easy for people who have good ideas, but who might not have the money to execute them. We want to give help with that because those are people who are going to be trusted in their communities. We'll have have the, the trust. We're going to fill out a grant form then. <laughs> we're going to yeah, get out there to distribute, man. So um, one thing that we, we always ask our guests to do, and, and for those that are listening in the car, uh, it is seven after the hour at this moment. Uh, and we're here with Kyle with Tulsa Counts 2020, talking about the United States Census 2020 that's going to happen this year and how important it, it really is. Uh, one thing that we wanted to know is one, how can they find you on social media and uh, also the Tulsa counts 2020? How can they find them on social media? On Facebook, it's Tulsa counts with a space in between on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Tulsa counts altogether. And we're going to have a website coming up pretty soon. Tulsa counts. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we always ask our guests, of course, is uh, leaving us with words of wisdom. Now, what city are, are you and your wife from? We're from different places. Okay. We met in Detroit. Oh, yeah, met in Detroit. Oh, so it's, it's a lot warmer here than it wow. is in Detroit. Okay, all right. So one thing that we wanted to know uh, from you is some words of wisdom, something that you could leave us. You're well-traveled. You know, you've been to Harvard before, man. I've just been to TCC, so I know you got a lot of wisdom, man. You could, Something that you can pour into our lives. Uh, so what's some wisdom that you would give to us? So our census tagline locally is both accounts, but really want to 
make sure everyone knows that everyone counts. Like, regardless of where you went to school or who you know or where you grew up, you can make a difference in your community. And I hope to be able to inspire people to to remember that. So, man, let's give a hand for our guy, Kyle. We appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. And of course, this won't be the last time, you know, you join us, man, because we want to progress our city into uh, joining the census and being a part of it so that we can, our voices can be heard in so many other ways, man. So, Kyle, we just appreciate you for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a picture right here with Kyle. And we also got our girl, Victoria, coming up in just a moment. This right here is a mop, man. Everybody's doing this dance. It's the Juice Radio Show. Y'all got live from the north side, and we are back with the Juice Radio Show. And today we are going to introduce a special guest. Victoria, can you introduce 
yourself to everybody and tell us a little bit about what you're here for? Yeah, so my name is Victoria Brunson. I am the owner of Vicky V's Dance Company, and um, I am here to talk about our, our famous twerk aerobics class, um, as well as all the other dance classes that we offer. Okay, so what other dance classes do you offer? Um, okay, so for our youth, we offer a hip-hop and tumbling class, a ballet and jazz class, and a musical theater and tap class. And then for, or we also have a homeschool class during the day. Um, and then for the adults, we have our twerk aerobics class. So what do you like about dance? Um, I love that I can express myself without having to speak. I don't even have to open my mouth, but I can feel the music through my body and express mm-hmm. myself. Okay. Yeah, I'm also a dancer. Are I feel you? That. What kind of dance? <laughs> um, I do like contemporary jazz, hip hop. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We need to connect then. <laughs> okay, so what inspired you to like start it? To like, start my dance company? Yeah. Um, so starting off, I've been dancing since I was three, mm-hmm. and um, I started off at a predominantly white dance company, mm-hmm. um, and I was like one of the only black dancers. That's what I always do. Mm-hmm. And so um, I always felt like confined because I felt like the white parents were, you know, watching me, or my mm-hmm. hair couldn't slick back like their mm-hmm. hair could slick back, or you know, they were small and anybody with any type of hips or you know any shape then you you stick out automatically um and so I went for the most of my life I went to a predominantly white dance company and then I um my parents put me in to a predominantly black company and it was like the opposite we were cool family we had sleepovers um but it was like completely unprofessional like we would show up and the doors would be locked and it's like no dance class Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, I mean, yeah, so I decided I wanted to, um, take the best of both worlds, take the professionalism from the predominantly white company, <laughs> and then that family feel, um, from the black, um, company, and then mix them together. And so, mm. that's why I started. So, uh, so with the twerk aerobics, just hearing that, it kind of sounds like a dope <laughs> idea, and I want to know, like, like, what was the inspiration behind that, and why did you choose that? Yeah, so twerk aerobics, that name is not my name. Um, I actually was, like, Googling adult classes. I wanted mm. to expand my company um, to not just youth classes, but adult classes, and so I came across twerk aerobics, and I'm like, okay, everybody loves to twerk, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody likes to be ratchet you know someday (laughs) and so um why not combine being ratchet twerking every you know everything everybody loves and um working out and so I went ahead and started that um it's been almost a year now and it's literally like a workout people think you're just in there like having fun like hey um (laughs) but we literally do like planks and in your plank you're like twerking you're doing squats like within 15 minutes of the hour class you're like sweating meat and water so yeah so what was the when you first started it what was the initial feedback and how did that initial feedback change from when it first started to now so at first um like okay we go to church obviously so the first lady was like Oh, the first lady was like uh twerk aerobics like <laughs> right what, what y'all doing? <laughs> and um so it was mixed emotions. Everybody was, you know, interested, but it was like, okay, is this just like, you know, 
throwing it in the circle and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we did the initial video, everybody's like, oh, wow, this is like a real workout. This is not like I'm at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've had like up to our class um, every Monday. And so do you have a like older? We do. So we did <laughs> one ER over there. I know. Right, grandma and waiver, like, listen, 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 older women the the women that normally come brought their moms so these okay. are like 50 60 year old yeah. women um and they were getting it um, yeah. Hey, my mama wasn't there, was she? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I'm gonna release that video. <laughs> That's funny. Right, so like, what were some of the challenges? Like, I know there's a whole bunch of challenges you had to go through to get where you at now. Um, the main challenge is I'm not from Tulsa. I'm from North Carolina, so. Coming here, I was a new face. I went to ORU for four years, um, and I worked at a dance company um, through school. Um, but no one, like, in the community, especially the Black community, knew me. So not only was I a new face, but I was also young. So um, I'll be 26 in February, so I started three years ago. Um, I was 23, and, you know, most of the parents are, like, double my age, and they're like, what can you do for me? How can you mm-hmm. do uh, something? Or are you going to be professional? Do you know what you're doing? Um, and I didn't, honestly. Um, I literally have been figuring it out. I YouTube, Google, um, and I've just been figuring it out. So that was my biggest struggle, just gaining the trust of the community. Um, and I mean, ever since then, word of mouth, especially in Tulsa, is amazing. So everybody's just been talking to everybody and sharing it. So, so with the other, um, the other, uh, what is it? Other dance styles. class. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So with the other dance styles and classes, um, do you have like a team or, and also, um, like what are some of the challenges working with youth, like with dancing? Is it something that you want people to take seriously or for the kids is just something for fun? Right. Um, First question was. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Vermont. Could you like that? Anyway. So I said, um, with the other dance styles, do you have like a team working with you? Right. Um, yeah. So I started off when I was here, what, two years ago, it was only me teaching the classes. Um, now I have a team of four. So including me, it's five. I have four other instructors that work for me. Um, and with me, and so um, we don't have. Um, were you asking like that term of team, or was it like do I have a team of girls and we go like travel? No, no, yeah, like uh, like uh, choreographers, I guess. That was, right. Yeah. Yep. So I have four in addition to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next question was, do I want them to take it serious? Right. Yeah. Um, I definitely want them to take it serious. I was a performing arts teacher at a school, and at a school. Um, doesn't matter if you like dance or not, mm-hmm. that's a part of the curriculum, so you're right. going to take dance. But with the dance company, and of course, the students that I have have obviously expressed interest to their parents that they wanted to dance. So um, typically, they take it serious anyway, because number one, the parents like, I'm paying, you right, better exactly. get this together, <laughs> yeah. don't play. Um, and they love it. So um, 
my motto is, or my mission is to promote um, dance education while arousing self-assurance um, and confidence. And uh, my slogan is, we defy the world's idea of what a ballerina should look like. So mm-hmm. your hair doesn't have to be slicked back. You don't have to be skinny. You don't have to have long legs. Um, you know, rock your afro, rock your braids, whatever you're going to do, rock your hips, you know, and it's okay. It's who you are. It's all about your um, your skill, not about what you look like. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is I've always wanted to do like ballet or contemporary <laughs> dancing, mm-hmm. but I I always thought that, oh, like you got to be like super skinny yeah. and tall. And yep. So I was just sort of like, I did it in third grade, but that was about it. After that, I started growing into, you know, me. Right. And then I just yeah. gave up on it, but. But a lot of girls, especially now, they're starting to come up with like brown ballerinas and books mm-hmm. and stuff. But before it was just like white girl, mm-hmm. fun, right, you know, yes. skinny. And that's what you thought that you had to look like. Um, so it's just that exposure. So my logo, I don't know if y'all see my logo, but my logo is um, a brown girl with different shades of brown, light skin, dark skin, um, and then an Afro puff. And mm-hmm. so, and with her ball- ballerina outfit um, and her point shoes. So I just want them to be able to see me and see my logo and say, if, if she can do it, I can do it too. Right. Right. In what ways, like, has, you know, like teaching people dance and like connecting with, you know, your students, like how has it shaped you to be like a better person? Um, I think... Always knowing that I have little ones looking up to me. Um, So I know when I got pregnant with baby girl, my legacy, um, that I I knew, okay, I have almost 40 dancers looking up to me and like, this is how I can be when I grow up. And now she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was one of the, I mean, that weighed heavy on me because it's like, I know they're watching my every move and I have to be that, that example for them. So um, just always knowing I need to live my life in excellence or with excellence because they're always watching me. Great. Do you have any favorite dancers? Yes. Um, So Aaliyah, Janelle, have you all heard it? Girls, have y'all? Yeah. So she became, or she went viral on her dance, When We by Tank. Um, and oh, she's yeah. like, she's like a grown and sexy type of dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm feeling, I'm vibing her. She's dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. She can dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a look hard too, though. Yeah. Do it's you, not easy. Sorry. Do you have any like life, do you have any like long-term goals like with your dance? Um... I'm working on my goals. Um, I hope to have different companies or my same company in different cities um, just to, you know, always have that um, idol for them to be able to look up to. Like, oh, I go to a black dance company with an entire um, black dance team. All my instructors look like how I look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's right now my long-term goal um, is to open up different companies. In different cities. Cool. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one thing we like to do with all of our guests before we leave is uh, have them drop some words of wisdom. So, what are some words of wisdom that you have for us? Um, once again, 
with my um with my motto we defy the world's idea of what a ballerina should look like you can take out ballerina and put in whatever you want so you know defy the world's idea of what um a talk show host should look like or be mm-hmm. like um and so take that take that and then replace it with whatever you want to be and who cares about what everybody else looks like or what they say you should um, be like or talk like. Um, you are who you are and you be excellent what you do. Okay, so like, is there any social media where we could like follow you on and just get yeah. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So Facebook, Vicky B's Dance Company, Instagram at Vicky B's Dance Co. Um, and then our website, www.vickybeesdance.com. Oh, and location and times that you appear. Yeah, so we just moved to Greenwood, and um, mm-hmm. our first, um, our opening date will be Monday the third. So it's one thirty North Greenwood, um, Suite two forty G, I believe. But um, it's on our website and on our Facebook. And uh, our phone number is nine one eight two nine seven six six four four. Okay. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. So we're going to go ahead and slide into break. This is Shaga with the Juice Radio Show. You like it what you see? Yeah. You know that I'm gonna be. All these trips got your speed. Yeah. 
This is the Juice Radio Show, and you got Shy Guy on the ones and twos. What's up with it? And right now, we're going to go ahead and get into our segments. And first, we're going to start off with weather. What's up, you guys? This is Ellie Red. So today is Thursday, the 23rd. It is 50, deg- 50 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Um, the lowest is going to get is 33, and we got 20% chance of rain. Now this rain, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the rain. I have to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like messing up the day plans. It made me not want to go to work. Exactly. And then Friday, which is tomorrow, it's going to be 47 degrees, which is going to be cold, guys. The lowest we're going to get is 29 with a 10% rain. The worst weather is rain and wind. It really is. (laughs) It it hurts. It hurts. (laughs) It hurts. Okay. Saturday, it'll be 52 degrees. Lowest will be 37, 20% of rain. Mm. Sunday, 56 degrees, lowest to 34, so 20% of rain. And then for our for Monday, when it started, it's going to be 59 degrees with 40, like the lowest would be 44. And then we have 10% of rain. So basically, guys, we're good and it's going to be cloudy outside. So if y'all got some outside plans this weekend, bring an umbrella, bring a coat, because um, I'm pretty or- sure y'all ain't trying to get wet, y'all ain't trying to get nothing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So next, we're going to slide into this music business, a lot of music stuff going on. More, I guess you could say, most importantly, we got my dude Lil Wayne. He dropping the album tomorrow called Funeral. And to me, thinking about it, that's kind of significant because like not even just rappers, but like poets and playwrights and stuff like that. A lot of people foreshadowed, you could say foreshadowed they death for light and it ended up, or in some cases it ended up happening. So to me, that's kind of crazy. But uh, what y'all think about that? Mm, I mean, I have, I've been like, you know, I'm not into music like that. So I basically haven't got like a detail, detail information about it. But like, for the, his title to be funeral, yeah, that's he's he's letting us know something. He's going, he's probably going through some things, and then this album he's gonna let out is gonna tell us like oh, yeah. what he's going through. Mm-hmm. And I think so too. It's probably, yeah. probably like the end of his career. We not we don't know yet, but mm-hmm. he been he been gone for so long. So yeah. right, right, right. Uh, I just want to say a fun fact about the album cover. If you flip it upside down, it's a like Lil Wayne. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, I think 
me personally, I have I really wasn't I haven't really been a fan of Lil Wayne from when he first came into the music, but as of now, I can say he's he's one of my he I say he's one of my top twenty artists that I listen to. I so I might be up later tonight listening to it and you know see see how it is, and yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it'll be a good album that he put out this you know to start off twenty twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, bro. I feel the same way. Like, uh, growing up, I wasn't in the Lil Wayne, but like, I got older, I learned to appreciate like different subject matter and hip hop and stuff like that. And I was like, hold on, Lil Wayne actually pretty cold. Yeah, and he got a lot of dope projects and all that stuff. You can see his influence on the game, everything. Yeah, so it's something I'm excited about. Yeah. I mean, like, I like Little Wayne, but I don't really listen to him that much. Like, I know um, How to Love. You know that song? Mm-hmm. I love that song. But, like, I don't know. The title sounds... Oh, the title sounds like... It's creepy, but it sounds interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm going to have to listen to it. I'm going to have to listen to it. We'll stay up a little late to listen to it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm to listen to it to see. Because I listen to him. I'm not a big fan of him. Like right. I'm, I, like, yeah. I have to be in a mood to listen to him. Like I have to be, sit there and listen. Like, all right, I'm gonna listen to him right now. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm like, okay, what's the next song coming on? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sound like, so, I don't know. To me, it sound like he's just. To me, it sound like he's screaming in the mic, telling mm-hmm. us a life story, screaming in the mic. Mm-hmm. It depends on what song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel you though. Mm-hmm. But uh, next segment, we're going to slide into that Black history. All right. So uh, let me get y'all a little something about a little girl named Sarah Rector. Uh, she's an 11-year-old who became the richest Black girl in Oklahoma and in America in 1913. So I'm going to read this kind of fast, um, just because, you know, it's a little bit long, but not too long. So, Rector and her family were African-American members of the Muscogee Creek Nation who lived in a modest cabin in the predominantly black town of Taft, Oklahoma, which at the time was considered Indian territory. Following the Civil War, Rector's parents, who were formerly enslaved by Creek tribe members, were entitled to land uh, allotments under the Dawes Allotment Act of 1887. As a result, hundreds of black children or Creek freedmen minors were each granted 160 acres of land as Indian Territory integrated with Oklahoma Territory to form the state of Oklahoma in 1907. While lands granted to former slaves were usually rocky and infertile, Rector's elopement from the Creek Indian Nation was located in the middle of the Glenpool oil field and was initially valued at $556.50, strapped for cash. cash. Rector's father leased his daughter's a parcel to a major oil company in February 1911 to help him pay the $30 annual property tax. Two years later, Rector's fortune took a major turn when independent oil jeweler Phoebe Jones produced a gusher on her land that bought in 2,500 barrels or 105,000 gallons per day. According to Tony Baldwin, uh, and Tony Baldwin is an actor, I mean, author, I'm sorry, um, Rector began earning more than $300 a day in 1913. That equates to $7,000 uh, to $8,000 today. She even generated 11567 in October 1913. And she was making that in a day, $7,800 a day. Wow. So, yeah, just a little mm-hmm. bit about um, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Rector. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. There's a lot of history you don't know about unless you read it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of money. Okay, so next we're going to slide into this sports talk. Wayne, what you got for us, man? What's up? All right, this Sunday is Super Bowl 54 with the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. That's going to be a good game. Uh, A fun fact that the volunteers that help uh, help with the Super Bowl get paid $10,000. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, With... um, Working with um, the Super Bowl period, this you know, this helping and stuff like that. Yes, sir. And like every Super Bowl, it's gonna be like a good six hundred twenty people, twenty thousand people. Excuse oh, me. so you said if I go in there and start sweeping the floor, I get paid, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. And yeah. uh, it costs five point six million dollars to have a thirty second commercial. Um, actually, yep. actually, you know. McLean is going hey, big because Josh Jacob is in the commercial. Oh, yeah, now. the Kia. Yeah, He's yeah, in the Kia yeah. commercial. You know, they're yeah. going kind of crazy. Like, yeah. he coming up. I was like, yeah, he coming up. Yeah. <laughs> he coming up. Yeah, I know these commercials is about to be lit. Every Super Bowl, yep. these commercials is lit. It gets especially, better every year. I'm just waiting for the halftime. The <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Pepsi one. Yeah. My favorite one is with little Boy. He's like, uh, don't put your hand on my Doritos and don't put your hands on my mama. <laughs> <laughs> always, mama. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's just funny. Dorito, but Doritos is always funny, especially the one with the little boy making his own time machine. Like, yeah, he put the whole bag of Doritos in there. The old man came out, grab my board, okay? <laughs> open up the open up the boxes. The whole old man. Like, like Jimmy, you got old. <laughs> time machine really ready, huh? Nah, he just sold the Doritos. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another fun fact of the Super Bowl that the highest price of a Super Bowl ticket ever is twenty eight thousand dollars. What do you think about that? That's a lot of money just for. <sighs> if I'm if I'm if I'm paying that much money, I, I better be. see I better see a football player. I better I better see something. I better get hit by a football. I got this. I gotta. Get nah, signed. I, I got to autograph something. Yeah, I, I have money. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. If I got to walk, if I got to pay that much money, I'm getting in the middle of the floor. Y'all got to do something. I got to be on the field, like right there with them. I got to get every. Just sit next, <laughs> sit next to them on the bench, like yo, what's up, man? Just for that much. You probably need the commercial. <laughs> that would never spend that much to see somebody. <laughs> I just, I, I'll say that money and sit at home and watch it. But, yeah. yeah. I could pay. I could pay ten dollars just for my food. To watch the game, then pay that much money to go. I'm looking like I can do this from home. I swear. And be comfortable with it. You better off going to the uh, NBA All Star game for cheaper than that ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's and it's not just one day with the All Star. It's a whole weekend for that price. Yeah. So you get was, more for that. I was mm-hmm. just thinking that like that much for a Super Bowl ticket. How much will it be for a Finals? Like. <laughs> Well, more. Oh yeah, guys. Like a reminder. It's a reminder. Like Saturday, the VOK is like having a tournament, like a high school tournament. Basketball. Yes, a basketball tournament. So like we, like McLean, we just try to put it out there. Like we want everybody to come because it's it's not a, it's like so everybody's not a big thing, but it's like a whole high school. It's gonna be high schools all over Tulsa tournament. 
and we just want like people to show support. and support because it's like everything is about football, football, football. We don't like let's get basketball out here, let's get wrestling out here too. Yeah. So make sure y'all come high today. It's be okay for the tournament. It don't matter what school y'all go to. That sounds good. That sounds good. What else you got, Wayne? Oh. Uh, uh, as we talked about uh, earlier in the show, um, Kobe. Kobe, yeah, Kobe has passed. What about? Um, honestly, I didn't know. Like the whole reason why they was in the was it a plane or a helicopter? Because people say it's a plane. But the whole reason why they was going was because he was going to coach a camp, and his daughter and her teammates was going to play yep. with the other kids. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of sad because they like they made a statement saying that Kobe told one of the kids uh, they asked him, they like have a picture and he was like, don't worry, tomorrow we can take pictures together. And yep. he basically never made it to take that picture. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that child, that child was like sad and hurt. Like, he found me a picture and I didn't have a chance to take it with him. Yeah. And it was to me what's crazy is that uh there have been prediction of him like crashing the helicopter. And so like it's been cartoon. somebody like it some it was a cartoon. It was somebody made a cartoon about it and then exactly. it, it, was it wasn't like, the Simpsons, it was like no, it was just online. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like from like twenty twelve or something like that, and then somebody posted on like Twitter or something like that that same year saying that, Oh, you know, Kobe's gonna die in the you know, helicopter crash. So he actually after gave seeing that is just crazy. I didn't know that. He actually gave the reason why he do a helicopter. It was a sad yeah, they said it was a sad reason he gave us that why he do helicopter. Why he did the helicopter? Yeah. Yeah. What I uh, heard that uh, LA traffic is you know, it's a lot of mm-hmm. traffic. So in order to get to the arena real fast, you know, like where he would stay and stuff, he would That's take the helicopter flying. to the Yeah. yeah take the but they also said um his wife and her made a deal that they will never fly helicopters together. together. Mm-hmm. So, like, if one crash and one somebody don't make it, at least one of our kids still have a parent mm-hmm. to take care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard another um, crazy theory. Like, they had said his wife, um, I think her name is Vanessa, mm-hmm. and they said that she had plans, like, the crash or something for his money. I'm like, why that's, would she do that? Why would she, you know, make a thing like that that's like it's basically it's just basically all the internet because now they're like i had got a whole bunch of notifications vanessa just made her first statement the family just made their first thing it's like let these people have their peace and let them you know move on with their lives like they they have a life too why we gotta watch their every move right if vanessa made a post talking about how she feel about how how she lost her husband and her daughter that's her. Not everybody else did. It's like y'all watching her every move and Kobe every move. Like, yeah. People are me. Yeah. But uh, I remember um, I follow this one dude on Instagram. He got like a lot of connections in a lot of places, and uh, he said he's uh in coordination with some of the pilots that were talking to Kobe's pilot, and they were saying that like uh he there were the conditions that they were flying in there was like a lot of fog and stuff like that which Uh could have been hazardous and uh but apparently 
Kobe or somebody connected to Kobe had paid the pilot in order to fly through those conditions. So yeah. it's like mm-hmm. that could have played it a part. It was actually in. a document saying that his pilot had special permissions to do it. I'm looking like who is And then they were saying that like when they was flying, like you could see the smoke. And my mm-hmm. brother was telling me if you're a pilot. And you like see the smoke coming from the engine or whatever, you know something's yeah. not right. Land it now, like forget, forget like where the destination is. Just land it, cause everybody knows once the smoke, it's not from the end wheel. Yeah. And then it's caught on like you know how people have that do- those door cameras and doorbell things that always like it's technology nowadays. It actually caught on camera of the crash. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. It's all over the internet. Yeah. The helicopter going down and stuff. It's, it's from, oh, but it's not safe. from a. Re- it's yeah, not it's, from a regular camera. It's like you know, the houses got those cameras mm-hmm. that record if somebody make a movement on the porch. It's mm-hmm. like it's a house sitting in the back where you could just see it crashing. Mm-hmm. So like from the sky. Or yeah. yeah. I heard that was, or unless I, or unless there's, I'm thinking of a different a, video. There's, I know that there is one video going out there that's fake. And so everybody's like, everybody's claiming that it's uh, what actually happened. But if you look at it, like where the where the helicopter actually landed, is totally different from where uh, the video shows it. Right. So like one of them, the video shows it like in the desert or something. And where he landed, it was like you know, it in was street, it was like, like grass. You could actually yeah. it was more grass than than dirt. And so no, I just want to let y'all know, be careful about you know you can't. Trust yeah. everything you see on the internet, you know. Yeah. Some some like, things is fake and stuff. It showed him crashing on the street. I'm like, like No, that's not real. No, that's not right, guys. That's not quite right. But it's it's, <laughs> it's rude how people like make cartoons or stuff like that because that's not it's not funny. Stuff like that. People ain't got no empathy. Mm-hmm. Some people. Make jokes out of everything, literally. It's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, because my brother has shown me one where it says, like, you know, the uh, Grand Reaper? Mm-hmm. And it got, like, the helicopter upside down, and they got the Grand Reaper saying Kobe. Like, I was like, that's, at that point, that's not even funny. Yeah. This man just lost his life, and y'all making jokes about it. Yeah. So, is that all you got with uh, sports? Oh, uh, I got one more thing. Okay. Kobe was an eighth. 18-time All-Star. He was a four-All-Star game MVP. He was a 11-All-Star first team, um, two-time second team, two-time third team, nine-time All-Defensive first team. He was a three-time All-Defensive second team. He was a two-time scoring champion, NBA dunk contest champion in 97. He was an All-NBA All-Second team rookie in 97. He wore eight and twenty-four. That was to retire by the L.A. Lakers, and he was the first team parade All-American in 1996. And all his points, like in all 20 years, he scored 33,643 points. In a whole career, he averaged 25 points and rebounds. He had 7,047 rebounds and averaged 5.2 rebounds in his whole career. And see, assists. He had, he had 6,306 assists and averaged 4.7 assists in his whole career. So, um, so he, in 20 years, up and down, running up and down. Did I see that you know, I don't know if it's real or not, but they're making shoes for him now. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I heard that the prices going up. 
and yeah. control. Mm-hmm. They uh Nike just took down all his product online, like on their store, because yeah. everybody was buying them and then reselling them for way more than what it should have been. Yeah. And um, what's crazy to me about his stats and whatnot, the night before that, like literally not even twenty four hours before, but uh. That that night before, LeBron had just passed him in points, and yeah. so he bumped him down to four, and LeBron came into three, the top three of scoring, and so then like after that, you know, all that went, all that happened, and so it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to kind of a little, it's not on topic, but on uh, last couple Thursdays ago, we talked about that virus in China. So there are two, uh, according to Fox News, but there are two people in Oklahoma who are thought to have the virus. So it's pretty scary, you know, because obviously it's very dangerous and deadly. Mm-hmm. And now it has it's been to China and it has kind of like, you know, seeped its way into Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So y'all be careful out there. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And now it's in Oklahoma. Is, so if you're feeling sick, stay home. Just and the stay thing home. is, the thing is, like when Mom was reading the article and stuff like that, and never told her the symptoms that the people was having. So mm-hmm. somebody, the person can have the symptoms, we won't even know about it because there's a lot of things that don't have symptoms, that's diseases and illnesses, all kind of stuff. But with this, I mean, yeah, that's why that's why it's even more scary. I feel like you uh, don't even know. I feel like if, uh, like, in the beginning, if really if just people was just sanitary and yeah. stuff like that, it would have never even started to begin with, like, we just, people. I don't, but, we just I don't, but that means that you literally have to wipe everything. Because we I touch mean, them. We not touch, necessarily. You know, people cough, people sneeze, people breathe. It's like germs are everywhere. It's, I mean, it's just like, wash your hands, make sure the animals, like, in the case of like the food that China cooks, make sure the animals are sanitary and stuff like that. It's just like most of the time, it's just. If it came from, but what if it came from something else? Well, I mean, it came from the uh, snakes from in the back. Yeah. yeah. Just like you both came from a snake. Come on, Jim. I mean, I don't know. Well, whatever. <laughs> that's like scary. I would have never that it came from a snake. To me, I feel like it came from the snake. No, you know, I feel like it came from the snake. No, you know, I feel like it came from the snake. No, you know, I feel like it came from the snake. No, you know, I feel like it came from the snake. No, you know, I feel like it came from the snake. No, you know, I feel like it came from the snake. No, you know, I feel like Mm-hmm. What makes you go down there? I don't <laughs> think it was... go down there. <laughs> but I don't think that it was like that though. Like I don't they're think those two individual dead. people went to China or China came China somebody from China came to to Oklahoma. Like I think it was just that's why I say I don't think to that it came. Though. I traveled through the air too. Yeah, yeah so that's costume. why I'm like it, it wasn't. I don't think it came from a person like going to China and then coming back and yeah. oh now Oklahoma has this virus. <laughs> No, I think it was like and it's just two people in, in Oklahoma, but you know. So, is there a do you know if it's anywhere else in the United States, or is it just like it just jumped from just, China to, China, to no, Oklahoma? I'm sure there are other places in the United States, but I didn't. I don't look at Oklahoma because it's relevant to us. Yeah. But um, I'm sure it's there are other places. Illinois. But they actually mm-hmm. sent those two people to Atlanta. 
Oh, so, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So they try to spread it. That's not They They're not thinking about this clearly at all. Yeah. Yeah, but these viruses just... and stuff, there are certain moments in history where there's, like, this big outbreak of mm. a virus that comes out. And I feel like, personally, it's on some, like... And then I'll actually disappear. Low-key, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, like, y'all but, know how Ebola was, right? Yeah. And it was, so, made. it was so big, it was so big, and then it just starts. But think about it, though. Like, whenever you have to do vaccines, they pretty much put the virus in you to make your body immune to it. Like the flu. And then, then there's vaccines that can make your child autistic. Yeah. But so that's it's like, like that's like a case by case basis though. I it mean, does it happen is. For sure, but yeah, like, it is. But but it's still there though. Like they're still putting the virus in your body. You're literally getting a virus put in your body, and and then the idea is that oh, you're going to become immune. Your blood cells will fight off this whatever. But it doesn't always work like that. Okay, 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 okay. My question is, how did they how how did they transport these pe- these two people? I'm pretty sure they they put them in like either a secluded helicopter, like you know, <laughs> like they was like, okay, we're gonna send them in a plane, but it is gonna be these two people in this wait, plane. Wait, 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 they got a door, and so they. They put a door, then they put a curtain over that, and then they said, you know, you got this whole plane to yourself. Got this whole plane. Or another possible way is a bus. Not a bus, but like a van. Yeah. You know, you, gotta, you, know, you just like got authority. like an ambulance, you know, how yeah. it's like, you know, it's just got that back part, and then they got a window, you know, just cover mm-hmm. up the window, and then, you know. So it says that there are... There are five confirmed cases in the U.S., and as of Monday, there have been 110 suspected cases, oh two gosh. of which are in the Sooner area. As far as the risk factors for Oklahomans, it is a low risk for any single individual currently in Oklahoma, and we don't have, we don't want Oklahomans to be fearful, but we are taking it seriously. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, okay. Nah, because like, I don't know. <laughs> so it says they have separate bathrooms and living areas, limited to contact with others in the home. As far as their condition, officials could have could only tell us they did not need hospitalization. But that's pretty much it. Um, that's, that's oh, I mean, that. I don't think there's any limit. Just, just uh, don't cut. I mean, to be honest, I think you know, with this virus, it might be government made. You know, they uh-huh. they could have. Cause I mean, I'm pretty sure like within the past, within the past like you know year, not year, but like in 2019. I'm pretty sure that, you know, we've probably bombed them or something in their oh, area. Oh, yeah. And so, you oh, know, I'm saying, like, with that bomb, with that, when that bomb exploded, they like, you know, okay, yeah, we're going to test out this virus and see how we do in China. Right. Oh, so they can, uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to test stuff out. Let the man talk. Okay, but, what, but, think, but, think, but think about this. Okay, y'all know how we got this virus going on, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so y'all know how we got this virus going on? I've been getting notifications talking about how this impeachment is still in progress. Mm-hmm. So is this virus a distraction? Come on, I attention? Mm. <laughs> or, or no it, it could be because like, like, honestly. <laughs> Or is it a distraction mm-hmm. for this war that's going on that we don't know about? It's, a, it's like a under, it's like 
a low key. So you're telling me that everybody's taking this news and like, hey, you know what? We just gonna throw this impeachment under the rug for right now. We just gonna throw all this other stuff out there, like the virus. But it happened though, like with the okay. For example, the sandwich that happened in Popeyes. That during that time there was this fires in Amazon. And that's a huge thing. Like exactly. that's a huge thing that has to deal with our environment. And it's always it's, I don't know, mm-hmm. so and people down. pretty much no. under the <laughs> and want to go get this stupid sandwich. To be honest with y'all, <laughs> stupid, to be completely honest with y'all, I still want to get this sandwich. To be completely honest with y'all, yo, to be completely, completely honest, I feel like people just blowing it out of proportion. To be honest, because I feel like as long as like just. Just wash your hands. <laughs> just wash your hands. It's just simple like but that. It's not, though. But it's not. Yeah, it's not. But it, it is that simple. Hold on. I'm going to explain it to you. But anyway, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is the Juice Radio Show. We about to go ahead and slide up out of here. This is Shaga on the ones and twos. And I got more music for you. And we are out. Peace out. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.